from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. And we are back with another episode of the Burnham Up podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Lastoria here with you. As always, brought to you by McDonald's. Carmen, this is episode number 10. So we've made it to double digits somehow. Hard to believe. I know the producers never thought we'd get here, Tang, no. but here we are. No, Look no. at us now. So we are uh, episode number 10. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We've talked to a lot of uh, a lot of different athletes and players and uh it's really been insightful, and we've heard from a lot of our listeners, which is I know really been cool yes, for you and me yes. to to hear from people out there, whether it be parents or alumni that really enjoy tuning into the podcast. So thank you guys so much. We really have a ball doing it. Like we really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun, and uh, so it's great to be on episode ten. And congratulations to you, my man, thank newly you. married man thank here, you. Philip Tang. Just last week, yes, last week. Um, he, he and Allison got married, and so uh, we're happy for you guys. Appreciate it. Thank and you. Uh, that's great. It's yeah. awesome. It's been fun doing this podcast. It was a good week down in Charleston after the wedding. Then came back and had kicking in for kids with cancer, so no time off for the week. You winter. know, I got yelled at by that, by the <laughs> way. I got There were people criticizing me saying, what kind of boss are you that you don't even let your guy get like a full week for his honeymoon? I was like, that's what he scheduled. I did not make full disclosure to all our listeners. Did I tell you you had to be back by? No, you did not. There you go. We've got a special guest yeah, here, though. Today. Right. They had a pretty good game against West Alabama, the kicking it for cancer game against she West did. Alabama. She did, and she is a veteran of the Lady Flame soccer team. Mallory Hayden joins us. Mallory, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Mallory, we look at your career now and what a career it has been. Um and this season has been an interesting season for you guys. Uh, you've had to battle through some injuries. I know you've had to play through some injuries yourself. And so now here we are, and you guys are going to be the number five seed in the GSC tournament. Um, no thanks to West Georgia, but we will digress <laughs> there. Um, but you guys got two big wins, playing well going into the conference tournament, which is good. And get a little revenge on Montevallo, maybe, possibly, oh, hopefully. Oh, yeah. We're out for revenge, that's for sure. <laughs> So uh, when you look at the season as a whole, what stands out to you, this being your your senior year? What's, what's some of the things that have stood out to you? Some things have stood out to me. Um, it's a young team. Um, and, you know, my years before, we've always had, you know, like people like Kelsey Yoder, Anna, Riley. So this is the first season that, you know, people like me and Kate and Molly have had to, like, really step up as leaders, you know, being seniors. And... Um, I'm really proud of the freshmen that have come in and like the sophomores and juniors. They've all just really stepped up and being a young team, I think we're doing really well. Yeah, I was going to say, Coach Hennessy told me at the beginning of the season, you, you could see a lot of younger people playing and may take a few lumps this year, but for the long run, it could be a really good thing. Right. So like, I think every team goes through like a developmental season, I guess you could say. And I think that this season is ours and like, even it being our developmental season, I think we're doing like really well. And these freshmen and younger classmen have just stepped up so well and I think we have a good couple seasons coming for us with these new girls yeah absolutely and you know I'll be honest with you in in talking with coach as well and I want to get your opinion on this you know it's always great to play at home certainly you want to have that Mm -hmm. home playoff game there's there's an advantage to that but I know he said 
you know, you guys as a team were kind of relishing the opportunity to go back down to Montevallo. What's your thought on that, of being able to play on the road in a hostile environment and maybe, you know, pull the upset, send them home sad, huh? Yeah, exactly. So a home field is definitely, you know, you have that advantage. You have your home people there cheering you on. But there is something about being on the road, especially in playoffs, where you can go to their field and, like, have the biggest upset. So, like, you know, last time we went down to Montevallo, we didn't have the – turnout that we necessarily wanted and so getting to go back to them again just a few short weeks after and getting to you know prove ourselves I think that we're gonna have so much momentum does it also help on the road sometimes just being away from everything else at home the distractions and just truly being able to focus on on the game at hand yes I think that definitely does help you know not all the family can come you don't have the distraction of like your friends or like I guess the pressure even of like your school being there Sure. Um, I mean, I think there, yeah, there's more pressure at home because you feel like you're supposed to win at home. Right. right. So like, I guess, you know, going away, especially in a game like this, like we're the underdogs, I guess you could say, you know, not being at your home field, not having the turnout last time. So I think, I mean, we have nothing to lose necessarily yeah. like going into it. So. And that's a dangerous spot for Montevallo to be yeah, in because you mentioned it, Mallory, like I, I think this is a not that the record's bad by any means, but no. this team is is more talented. Some of those ties probably should have gone a different way for us. And so I, I think maybe I could say it this way, and I know you'll, you'll probably have the humble approach, but, like, this is probably the best five seed the GSC has ever seen. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> talent basis, 100%. Right? I mean, I don't think our record necessarily reflects yeah. our team and our talent and – that's not necessarily a bad thing because, yeah. you know, like last year we had such a dominating season and like there was so much pressure on us last right. season. So I guess being in this five seed and but knowing the talent and like how many more levels we can push, it's almost like there's not as much pressure yeah. than last year. No, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would agree with that. And I mean, West Florida has certainly been the dominant team this year in the GSC on the women's side, and that was a great one to nothing game. I mean, we were on the short end of it, but we had, right. you know, a couple of close chances. Ball bounces, you know, an inch a different way, and that's yeah. a tie game, or maybe we win that game. So, yeah. yeah, we're right there. Do you think last season, if you had lost early on in the regular season, the pressure wouldn't have been as great, or do you think it was no matter what would have happened, the pressure was still on you? I think last year was just such a crazy season, and I think that there would have been pressure no matter what for us especially because of the years before that too you know we had the final four Mm -hmm. and we went to you know we've always gone postseason and so last season just winning as much as we did I don't think that one loss or tie would have really affected the pressure aspect of that when you look at your career as a whole and obviously you know we've got Sunday (laughs) to play and hopefully beyond that so you know I don't want to uh, act like anything is over right now because I think there's a there's a a run in this team for sure in the postseason but when you, when you look at your see, uh, career as a whole, what are some things that stand out? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's been a great four years. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I do have my fifth year, and I will be coming back. So great, yeah. that's awesome. But I never know how to handle that. Right. I never I know. know if the athlete's coming back. I, we probably should have asked you that off air. No. But, uh, so you are a senior, but you are coming right. back. Right. It's, so it's a, a weird thing. position to be in because, like, I feel like, you know, I'm a senior, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm one of the big dogs. But then again, I'm like, hey, I have another season. So Well, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear that. Yeah. Yes, I am too. Um, <laughs> We're running out of those fifth-year COVID players. We're starting to slowly – they're slowly trickling out. Yeah. Right, and now we're getting to more traditional, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's always so confusing to know who was – who's actually coming back and who's not. Right? Yeah, my grade's the last of us uh, COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, like people affected by yeah, COVID. That's crazy. So unless you're redshirting, 
you don't right, right. unless but you that's, have traditional that's right, pressure. So yeah, we're the last rounds. But when you look back, four years. I mean, anything in particular so far that just? I mean, obviously you you were played through the COVID. <laughs> yeah, that so was, that was a, probably a big one. That was interesting for sure. Um, some things that stand out, I think, is just every year our team has just been so close knit and strong, mm-hmm. and we've just always found a way to get through and. I think the biggest thing for me is just our team camaraderie and like how close we are and like how I think we stand out from different teams because of that, you know, like when we play other teams, like they're just different, I Mm -hmm. guess. And like, even with the coaching staff, like adding them in there, like our coaches are so great. And like, I think it's just a close bond that has just stood out to me the most and like made my four years so special. You know, Philip, it's pretty cool to hear that because as we've gotten a chance, you mentioned 10 episodes now of the Burn em Up podcast. And so we've talked with various different athletes from different fall sports and uh, they all allude back to the coaching staff. Right. And I just think right. that's that's what's special about being part of Lee Athletics is it really is a different culture than you see at a lot of other schools. Yeah. And it definitely helps that coaches have been here for a right. while. Coach Hennessy's been coaching for a long time. Coach Pottinger has been here for a long time. So yeah. all the coaching staff, especially for soccer, right. I would imagine is big because it's continuity and you know the exact same thing each and every week, including the assistant coach, yep. Gigi, coming back year after year after year. Yeah, and it was cool because like, they also went to Lee, mm-hmm. which is even more cool because they just have the culture from so far. Yeah. You know, not that they're old or anything. <laughs> not saying no, that. He's, he's my age, so yeah. Uh, we're, you're, no, not, we're, you're not we're old. old. We're old. No. Well, we feel old sometimes. <laughs> but uh, well, I was looking through alumni photos the other day doing some stuff, found some old photos of Chris and Luigi. It was some fun-looking photos from that back I'm telling you, I was a student when they played, and uh, Ricardo Pierre-Louis was actually on campus. He's uh, oh, wow. he's our all-time leading goal scorer and played with the Columbus crew, played Major League Soccer, and just an incredible guy. And so he was back talking to the team on Thursday and here on Friday with his wife. And Chris was a teammate of his, Chris and Gigi. Right. And those teams, I'm telling you, were just so much fun to watch. Oh, we have heard some stories, <laughs> I'll tell you that. And, uh, you know, players tend to embellish a little bit, but I think he was probably accurate when he talked about how they were a they were a tough team to play. They were a tough team to play. Before we let you go, I want to talk about your corner kicks because you and Kate and Juju, Juju have almost dialed into a perfection at right. this point. Yeah. Talk, talk about what goes through either in practice or to line up to get it perfect in games. So our corner kicks, I mean, set pieces are a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. where we make things count. And so um, Kate and Juju, I mean, they're just animals in the air. I mm-hmm. mean, no one's going to stop them. And so, you know, before this season, before having Juju, it was really just me and Kate, you know. So in practices, you know, we work on – just set after set of finding Kate's head and like our wall is like everyone has a specific role to basically get Kate free Mm -hmm. and so she can find the ball and I just I just try to find her head and so now adding Juju into this a lot of teams they know hey we have to get on Kate you know let's triple man her but they didn't (laughs) know what Juju had and so now it's really fun just being able to put the ball in a certain spot and both of them are just attacking it. Yeah, it's on every corner kick, it's like I'm always, when we're on the broadcast, right, right, like I'm always prepared for us to score off of it. Now, obviously, we don't because it's hard, right, to score off of those. But, like, there's just, you guys are so good at what you do. There's an expectation that, like, uh uh-oh, something good's going to happen right here. Yeah, half the time I watch Kate making that run from the inside to the outside or outside inside. It's like, all right, where's she going with this one? Mm -hmm. And then you need to find her juju with that. Yeah, no, it's a specific thing that we have. And, like, they have specific runs. And, like, if it doesn't go right, I mean – 
it's not necessarily going to work out. So it's not even just Kate and Juju that have such critical roles. It's the players that are around them making it to where they can get to the ball. Women's soccer hit on the road this week to Montevallo, trying to get a little revenge after the loss a couple weeks ago. I'm ready, man. I'm ready, I'm too. fired up. Let's go, man. Don't let the Let's flames get hot, you That's know? right. I'm telling you, you better not let them go down there because <laughs> there, nobody's going to want to see you down in Huntsville uh, after a big win on Sunday. It'll be a tough matchup, certainly, but sure. uh, hey, best of luck to you, Mal. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. We'll take a quick break and be back with more here in just a moment on the Burn em Up podcast. The Burn em Up Podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you. Sweetwater, Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. Madisonville and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames! And welcome back. Philip Tang, Carmen Lastoria here with you. Episode 10 of the Burn'em Up podcast. And Carmen, it's hard to believe we're inching to the end of the regular season for almost every fall sport. It's, it's only the last weekend of October and we're already there. Yeah, and you've referenced it a few times on the podcast. Now, one of the things that is making that a little more rush this year is it's the festival oh, year yes. for the fall sports. And so what that means is all the national championships are at one side besides football. And so... You ended up. We ended up starting the week last early. week of August instead of the first weekend in September. So yeah, here we are. Time flies when you're having fun, yes. and it's playoff time for soccer. Women's soccer, as we talked with Mallory, goes on the road. Men's soccer, huge home matchup against Christian Brothers on Sunday. Home soccer playoff can't get any better than that, especially at the RCC. Yeah, and it was a great uh, regular season matchup. I think we ended up scoring late in the second like the half minute to or win that minute. game, right? Uh, two to one, I believe, was the final there, so it, it's an even matchup. Like we said, teams one through eight, uh, particularly on the men's side, are so closely oh, yes. compacted there that you know an eight seed could win easily mm-hmm. uh, on the men's soccer side. But the Flames come in as a number two seed, uh, and they will host, as you mentioned, at the Raycon Sports Complex at three o'clock. It's been a uh, it's been a big home field advantage for the Flames playing at home um, this uh, over the last couple of seasons. And so uh, the crowd has been great. It's a great environment to watch a game. So make sure to come on out, folks. Um, there is no charge. The Lee University Athletic Department picks up the cost of the yes. admission from the GSC. And so you can come watch playoff soccer. And we encourage you to do so because there is a slight fee now to watch the game yes. on Flow Sports, which is our championship uh, platform for all GSC championships. And so uh, if you're in the area, certainly come on out, be loud, and give us that home field advantage that the team has uh, really relied upon over the last few seasons. Um, and, and come on out and watch some playoff soccer. But it should be a great matchup on both sides. I mean, the Lady Flames mm-hmm. looking for revenge against Montevallo. That'll be a 430 Eastern kick down there in Montevallo. And uh, both teams are playing well right now. Coming off a big weekend, Tang, where they you know took care of business with two big wins uh, against West Allen and Huntsville, and now they've got an opportunity to go in and make a run in yes. the GSC playoffs. And I wanted to pull up this stat. I, pu- I put it in the recap uh, here. But over the last two seasons, the Flames, the men's soccer team, are 11-3-3 at home. That's impressive. That's very impressive. No matter impressive. what the level is, that's impressive. Now, the Lady Flames – uh, obviously are going on the road, but they've been just as impressive. Obviously, last year they didn't lose a game, and mm-hmm. so they didn't lose a game at home. And then this year, 
uh, well, we have the one loss at home against Mississippi College, and that's it. Oh, well, West Florida. I, I mean, excuse me, West Florida. Florida the yeah. lost one nothing loss to West Florida beat Mississippi College two to nothing, and so um, you know both teams have really relied on that home field advantage. Yes, and for the on the men's side, especially just being in comfort. You know, we talked with Mallory about going on the road, isolating. Sometimes it's, that's a good thing, but then other times it's good just to be at home, sleep in your own bed, and don't worry about travel getting on a bus and just focus on soccer yeah especially so, on sunday morning. so wherever you're at you accentuate the positives yes. right so coach Podiger in his post-game comments with me you know he talked about hey it's tough to go on the road and win in the gsc quarterfinals we we relish the opportunity to play at home we've played really well at home they're 11 three and three over the last two years at home so you've got all of that going for you and then on the women's side and talking with coach chris Hennessy, he says hey we relish the opportunity to get on the road it's just us just focusing on soccer you know, going into a hostile environment, going against a team that just beat you a couple weeks ago, looking for revenge on the road. And so I think both coaches have the right mindset and are yes, going to have their I players agree. in the right mindset going into Sunday. And with on the men's side, it was one of those things where going into last weekend, we may not know we were going to host, and we got two big wins at home. Yeah. We jump, we go from fifth or sixth all the way up to second. That's how close that men's side was. It, it was crazy, right. And we, we talked about that. There's so much balance. And so, yeah, you, you could have been anywhere from two to six – uh, two to seven in the in the rankings, <laughs> and you know you get the incredible goal uh, by Ryan Chudy on Friday night to beat a very good West Alabama team. You know uh, he's thirty yards out, pipes it into the top left corner of the net for a one nothing victory. And then on Sunday, uh, you know you get an early goal to make it one to nothing, and then a free kick opportunity goes Huntsville's way. They tie it up at one late in the second half. You know there's a you know in the seventy fifth minute. And then Shakar Nisim, okay? First goal, right place, right time. Yes. It literally just deflect. The defender tries to clear it, deflects off his back and into the goal. Hey, we'll take it, two yeah. to one. I said it, I said that clip to a friend who played soccer in high school. Fantastic. He just laughed. He's like, <laughs> can't get better than that. Sometimes the ball bounces your way. It's like Coach Pottinger said, listen, I don't feel like we've gotten a ton of those breaks this year. In fact, it feels like some things have gone against yeah. us. So he said it. That one felt good. Uh, and then two minutes later, uh, Nisi made sure everybody knew that, hey, he doesn't just score lucky goals because he blasted one from 25 yes. yards out, almost yes. a, uh, uh, you know, a a replica of Ryan Chudy's goal on Friday, just an outstanding goal to make it 3-1. to one. So, yeah, both teams playing well going into the playoffs, and that's what you want to do. Definitely so. And remember, it's going to be on Flow Sports, so if you can't make our home game, if you're out of town, just change the – Click on the next channel, and you, when the men's game ends, you can catch the women's game right away after that. So it was, it's going to work out perfectly for all the fans not having to worry about two teams playing at once. Yeah, the timing should work out, and you can visit our link on our website, leeuflames.com. The schedule link will also post links on social media. Uh, but if you do not have a Flow Sports account, you can sign up for an account. Uh, there is a slight fee, and you'll be able to watch postseason soccer. Now, that fee will will allow you to watch as they continue to play. So it's not just a one-time thing for Sunday. If if one or both of the teams win and they advance on to the semifinals or championship in Huntsville, you'll also be able uh, to watch that as well. Yeah, that's just the, one of the benefits of having flow. It's, it's a full fee for the whole – the whole of the GSC, essentially, so you right. can keep going with it. Right, you can pay, and it, it benefits you to pay, uh, you know, up front, monthly, uh, you know, mm -hmm. up front, yearly, you know, per month um, for the year, but you can also, I think, do like a one-time mm -hmm. monthly fee just for if you only care about GSC soccer or you only care about a certain sport. sport. So, uh, but yeah, if you're a fan of the Leaf Flames, we certainly, obviously, we won back-to-back -back GSC All-Sports trophies, so you know we're going to be yeah. – 
in a lot of the championships, it may make more uh, financial sense to just say, hey, I want to get flow yes, for the yes. year and watch the Flames and Lady Flames compete in championships. Speaking of championships, men's cross country and women's cross country, not this weekend, but next weekend, yes. hop into the championship down in Montevallo, Alabama, and they had a pretty good run this past weekend over in Huntsville once again. Yeah, I'll let you touch on uh, their finish in Huntsville real quick here. But, yes, uh, next week's episode probably will be a an extended version of the Burn em Up podcast because we want to – uh, not only recap what men's and women's soccer did in the GSC quarterfinals, but we want to get you set for everything that's happening in homecoming. You could possibly have men's and women's soccer in the GSC semifinals. You've got volleyball finishing up uh, their regular season. So a lot going. Basketball will tip off with our homecoming game. So I would venture to say next week's episode will probably be, you know, maybe in the half hour range, an extended version as we get set for all the homecoming festivities. But men's and women's cross country, uh, they are rolling right now. I mean, this has really been not surprising. I think that's the wrong word because there was a lot of talent coming in on both sides. But without the heavy hitters that you had and Christian Noble, uh, who was back on campus last week and got a chance to see him, uh, and without Celine Ritter, you just felt like naturally you may take just a slight small step back. They have not. They continue to move forward. Yeah, on the men's side last week, the Flames ranked sixth in the country, only lost to the fourth-ranked team in the country in Wingate. And again, they had, we had three guys run a sub-24 8K, which is just ridiculous. Balance, get ready. Right? Yeah, it's balance. I mean, that, and when you talk about team scoring, right, because you're, you're taking a team score in cross country, to have that many guys that are that fast, right, is just – it's going to make you tough to beat in these team events, right? So you go in and you match up against a school like Huntsville, who's our – you know, you know we pretty rival. much go head-to-head rival mm-hmm. with them in distance running – well, you got you've got the advantage right now yes. because you've got those guys all under 24. It's crazy. Then on the women's side, they came in third. They only lost to seventh-ranked Cedarville and sixth-ranked Wingate. And former guest on the podcast, Aria Hawkins, had a personal best running this past weekend a 17:25:75k, which is also flying. It's because she was on the podcast. Yes, 100%. I, you know, Aria will, I'm sure, will be the first to admit that. You know, I expect Mallory Hayden to score two goals and have Let's two assists on, on Sunday. No, but Aria is a fantastic runner, and she is only going to get better. And that's the scary part, Tang is she is yes. just a sophomore and is only going to improve. But, yeah, I mean, the, the women's cross-country team, I think last national rankings were ranked 10th. The men yes. are ranked 5th. So mm-hmm. they are right there. I'm not I'm not just talking GSC. National-wise. Which the women will, Should will run away with yes. that. I'm just going to say that right now. And the men will be, you know, have a, a great shot. It'll be a good battle with Huntsville. But national championship, I mean – you know they they should be top teams in the South Region, and then ultimately at the national championships out in Seattle, Washington. It's it's going to be a fun couple of couple of weeks here for the cross country teams. Volleyball next week or this weekend on the road, yeah. And then they come home for their final two games. Volley for Cure is coming up. That's be one of the things we'll talk about next week. We'll have a long podcast to get everything through. Yeah, good battle yesterday. Uh, a tough loss for the Lady Flames. A two to one loss, or excuse me, three to one loss at West Georgia. That was a game that you really kind of needed to have as you try and sneak in as the number eight seat in the conference tournament. They still have a chance. They're going to have to upset somebody, though, Mm -hmm. uh, over these final four games, which they're certainly capable of doing that. Um, But, you know, I credit Sylvia Buzil. I thought in in a difficult situation, she's done a great job of rallying this team. I credit the team. In a difficult situation, they've pulled together. Uh, they got a nice win last week against West Alabama on Saturday. They had a nice battle with Mississippi College going four sets. And so um, 
you know, hey, you got four games left. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And, yes, we'll talk about next week, but Volleyford here is always a special night. And even though they're playing a really good union team, they always play well in front of that packed gym on Volleyford here night. So you never know what might happen. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, episode number 10 of the Burn'em Up podcast. Our thanks to Mallory Hayden for joining us this week. Again, next week we're back, and we'll have a lot of stuff to cover. So we have a guest. It may not go as long with a guest, or we might just go way longer with this segment. We'll have to wait and see how, how everything goes, because we've got a lot of information to give you. That's going to do it for us. For Kamala Story, I'm Philip Tang. Our thanks to McDonald's for bringing you this episode of the Burn'em Up podcast. So long, everybody. <laughs>